Hey y'all, welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia, and also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode, we're going to check in with each other. We're going to go through some questions for reflection before we move into the new year. Of course, this time of year, we're all scrambling to finish those deadlines before the end of the year, wondering what the heck happened to 2021 and thinking about 2022, the new year as we move forward. So if you're listening to this on air, you may also want to check it out as a podcast so that you can pause it after some of these questions, get out your journal think about it, write on it, um, and save it for later if you need to go through it just a little bit at a time. So thanks for joining me on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. All right, folks. Well, thanks again for joining me on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. If you listen to this podcast regularly, I assume you're interested in things like self-awareness and you have a desire for personal growth, right? That's kind of all we talk about, but it can become quite an obsession for some. And I'm going to be honest, all the self-awareness can be exhausting, but personal growth isn't about creating new habits, mastering peace and serenity, doing yoga or meditating every day. That's not all that it's about anyways. It's also about rest, healing reflection and adjustment, right? Hearing what our intuition is telling us. I like to take a couple of weeks here uh, near the winter solstice or beginning of the new year to go inward and reflect on what's working for me, what's no longer serving me, and how I've changed as a way of processing before moving into a new year, right? I've already shared with you guys that um, my process instead of New Year's resolutions is to pick a word that I really um, am inspired by and is kind of my goal for the year. Um, for 2021, it was expansive and it was really about digging deep and expanding into all of those um, scary corners of myself and also professionally and uh, relationship wise that maybe I was scared about. And so most of my decisions, you know, big decisions came to, well, is this expansive or is this shrinking, right? So like that was how I approach that. So these questions are kind of how I get to my word, right? Like when I sit down and really think about the year, reflect on the year, inevitably a word comes up, right? A word that feels right, like feels like the direction, uh, an overarching theme for myself as I head into the new year, right? It's part of why I love seasons so much, right? The winter months seem to call us inside. They call us to hibernate a bit in preparation for spring's new growth, right? So no, of course, this reflection doesn't have to happen in any certain season, but there sure is something about winter and the call to go inward that helps with this process. Right. So instead of fighting against that pull to go inward during the days where the sun's rays only shine for a short period of time, which forces us indoors earlier, you know, instead of fighting against that, let's be in sync with it is is kind of how I take it. Self-awareness doesn't happen overnight, right? So tiny shifts in mindset and baby steps towards integrity and authenticity lead us home to ourselves. And the work is always changing and never ending. So let's remember, it's not a destination to a perfect self, 
right? We'll never arrive wherever that uh, idea is, that dream is. That's just not a place. It is not actually a destination. So let's take that out of our mindset. So listen along and even download this episode to revisit and find some time to ask yourself these questions as you process 2021 before moving into the new year. So these questions lead to more questions, right? So let's dig in. The first one out of, we're going to do 10 total questions. So the first one, what did 2021 teach me about myself? Did you find a new hobby that really lit you up? Did you find yourself with new commitments that spark joy or maybe that you found challenging? I can only use my experiences of this year as a frame of reference. So bear with me as I work through some of these questions with you right? My answers may not resonate with you at all, and they may feel like you can relate. But either way, we're all connected and sharing openly is the only way I know to make those connections thrive. Okay, so for me, 2021 was an overwhelming year. We got back to traveling, you know, we were getting back to uh, socializing with people, you know, after a full year of quarantine and kind of everything from home, another child of mine became an adult, quote unquote, you know, I'm not sure they're quite adults yet, uh, even at 19 and 21, but, um, and moved out. We fought for uh, another one of our children to be safe and supported in school. Our business thrived, but I had to adjust to working from home while others went back to their offices and routine, right? I was constantly trying to find my footing again, and really, that self-care toolbox um, was something that I fell back on, right? So using that so that I didn't go back into old habits. Here are some things I learned about myself, right? So the question was, what did 2021 teach you about yourself? I learned that I still have a lot of blind spots when it comes to myself. Letting go is really hard for me. I've gotten really good at letting go of the things I can't control, right? The things that I know I can't control, whether it's the weather or, or, you know, someone's policies about something or, you know, I don't know, uh, lots of things you can't control. You think about those big things. But when it comes to things I can control, I need to practice letting in others to help and support more often, right? So the things I can control, like cooking dinner and making a menu plan and taking care of the bills and, you know, all of those things that I can control, I have been used to controlling all by myself. And I have a very hard time even thinking uh, about asking for help. Taking care of everything is my default. And it's so ingrained in me that I have blinders on that keep me from seeing when not letting others help keeps me separated from connection and leads to burnout and that constant overwhelm. So I'm trying to, you know, meditate myself out of that overwhelm when sometimes it's not about meditating or self care. Sometimes it's about not trying to do it all right, even if you can, that is going to be a hard lesson for me. So that is something I learned about myself this year. Another thing I learned is that I don't really like this phase of parenting young adults. Okay, so this is a confession time, maybe. Um, Young adults who have newly flown the coop. It's weird. It's unfamiliar territory. I'm constantly worried. And I feel like my words fall on deaf ears or I'm talking to a brick wall, right? The kids uh, at this age are asserting their independence that's developmentally what they're supposed to do but it's an uncomfortable place for me to be and I don't like it okay so my work moving forward is to remember that we are constantly changing 
especially my young adult children, and to find a new way to connect. And glaringly, back to the first thing I learned about myself in 2021, I need to let go more and control less. If you're a young adult listening, take it easy on your parents. It is not easy for us. I also realize that I have to find new ways of connecting now that my primary activities are from home. It's fantastic and freeing to work from home, but I'm missing the chance public encounters and soul building conversations that seemed to happen naturally when I worked in public, right? They were effortless. But now I need to put in effort in a different way. Um, one, one way for me is that I've noticed I used to love home at home workouts, right? I used to love being able to have that flexibility and do them whenever I wanted. Now that I work from home, home workouts sound absolutely awful to me. And, you know, as the weather changes and it's harder to get out on the trail, I need to move my body. And so, um, I decided to join a gym, you know, um, I've decided to say yes more to activities and things that I feel like will lead to those chance public encounters where I have really great conversations with folks in the community. I also learned that I love writing in a way that I hadn't known before, perhaps creative writing classes next year to explore that spark more, right? So like, what is it that you did this year that you really liked a new thing that you tried, or even if it wasn't new, something that you realized you really just are thrilled to do, you feel good, you come alive. I've never considered myself as a creative, right? It's more of a problem solver, logic based person. But I'm realizing that's an old belief about myself that actually isn't true at all. We all have the capacity for creativity, and it may not manifest as songwriting or a master of watercolor painting, but I have, we all have, the need to create and imagine. So that's worth nurturing. Okay, so those are big takeaways for me. So you can see how I approach this question, right, and apply it maybe to yourself. This one in particularly really helps me focus in on changes I need to make and accomplishments and victories I need to nurture. So now let's go through a few more questions to prompt us. So the second question here, who showed up for me this year and how can I nurture those relationships more? Number three, how am I showing up for myself? How can I nurture that relationship with self, right? So number two, we, we asked who showed up for me this year and how can I nurture those relationships? But the third question is just as important, maybe more so, how am I showing up for myself? Like, how did you show up for yourself this year? Were you keeping promises to yourself? How am I working? This is the fourth question. How am I working for what I want? Am I keeping promises to myself? Why or why not? You know, what is it? What's keeping you from working for what you want? What barriers did I find to meeting my goals? Can I remove them? Or does my goal need adjusting? Right? So think about that for a minute. If you had big goals this year, and you were unable to reach them, what were the barriers? Were there barriers that you can remove? Or is it maybe just not the season in your life to reach those big goals? Maybe they need to be chunked into smaller goals to reach the ultimate destination, right? So really consider that and take some time thinking about those things. Those were our first five questions. 
Well, now it's time for a music break straight from my playlist. Um, I've been working on finding new and up and coming artists to showcase for Bristol Rhythm and Roots Reunion, a local music festival where I serve as the chair of the music committee. Beyond finding music I love, right? It's not about all the things that I want to listen to. It's about new artists who are expanding the roots music genre and bringing something to the table that deserves a platform, right? This festival is all about discovery. It's about inviting others into that communal experience that music brings us to. So on that note, I'd like to feature a new artist who brings so much to roots, rock, R&B, folk music, and she's just incredible. Her name is Kashana, and she started her career as a music therapist, and her experience in using music to heal shows very clearly in her debut album. It weaves hope, empowerment, overcoming adversity through her lyrical and vocal prowess. Take a listen to her song, This Is Too Much. Sleeping on a subway, waiting for your love to change. And the choices that you need How you gonna keep on Keeping on When you feel beaten down And your money's all gone How you keep on Keeping on Wait, it's too 
Hello, what a powerhouse. That was Kashana and her song, Too Much. Definitely take a listen to that album, which is uh, called Listen. (laughs) So it's great. It's got some really good upbeat stuff, some really serious stuff. I just really dig it. And I love the vibe of that song, Too Much. Sometimes it just feels like too much. So we're stopping, we're reflecting, we're talking about questions for self-reflection as we head into the new year here on the Appalachian Overlook. You're listening to 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia. And so let's go into our last half of these questions. So number six, how did I cope with uncomfortable feelings this year? This is a big one for me. What coping mechanisms worked or didn't work for me? So when you think coping mechanisms, of course, we've covered alcohol, but food, um, over-exercising, uh, being a control freak is, hello, that's one of mine. When you had overwhelming emotions, how did you cope with them? What were the things that worked for you and what were the things that didn't work for you? So really take a minute to think about that because coping with uncomfortable feelings, I feel is like maybe one of our top jobs, right? Self-love and all of that, great. But when those emotions come up, are we trying to avoid them? Um, are, have we learned how to sit with them? What mechanisms do we have to cope with them? And are they working for us or do we need to try something new? Number seven, what do I need to accept about myself? How about accept about the other people in my life, right? Although we're always growing and changing, sometimes we need to accept that we just are, you know? This is a good way to identify that negative self-talk that surrounds you and how you can accept things about yourself so that you can focus on more important goals and leave the rest, okay? So think about things you might need to accept about yourself. Maybe you have arthritis and you need to accept that you're not going to be a runner, right? That you have other ways of moving your body that are going to help you. Um, There are so many different like things that come up in our lives, whether it's health related or situational related, right? Maybe we're a caregiver for someone that we love. And that's just something that is we have to accept that that's the season in our life and adjust accordingly. So what is it that you need to accept about yourself or your circumstances in order to let that go and move forward? And also, what do you need to accept about other people, right? Uh, There's that saying that expectations lead to suffering. What expectations are you putting on other people that they are never meeting? Maybe it's time that you realize that you need to accept that that's not the person uh, to put that expectation on, okay? Number eight, what do I need to practice doing more of or less of? So focus on actions here. Like for me, I need to practice listening more and controlling less. See how themes emerge? (laughs) You know, we started at the very beginning about letting go and uh, controlling less, even if it's something that I can control, right? So uh, as we go through these questions, we'll see these themes emerge, uh, whatever they may be for you. Number nine, what limiting beliefs do I have about myself that are holding me back? I'm not creative was one of mine that I worked on this year. Be careful here not to focus on something you need to accept about yourself, right? Going back to question seven. 
it's tricky, um, right? So limiting beliefs keep us from trying new things, taking new opportunities or reaching, you know, our full potential. But also we have to keep in mind that what just is about ourselves, right? Those things that we need to accept and not call them a limiting belief, right? So it's, it's a fine line here. Um, but for example, I just am tone deaf. It doesn't keep me from singing along to my favorite song or singing out loud with a big group, but it does mean that I'm not going to start a rock band, right? And that's okay. It's not a limiting belief because it doesn't hold me back from what I value or what I am good at. Think more on I'm not a good public speaker or authority shouldn't be challenged or my identity is tied to my job, my kids, whatever. Um, I'll never be whole after divorce or death or loss or uh, people always let me down, right? Those are limiting beliefs that can really hold us back um, from experiencing the fullness of life, whatever it is. For me, last year, I was working on the I'm not creative as a limiting belief because I am creative. And I found that. And so take a look at your limiting beliefs. Again, not the things you might need to just accept about yourself, but the things that uh, are holding you back from what you actually do value. And finally, let's have a think on new boundaries to implement to bring us more peace in 2022. Remember, boundaries are for you. They are not rules for other people, right? I like to keep this in mind. My role isn't to fix, rescue, or hold other people accountable, right? I am my own responsibility and can only control how I respond to a given situation. So boundaries are clear limits on how we interact what we allow into our lives, and how our time is spent. They are an act of self-respect, not control of another person. So consider what you want to say no to more often, how you can speak up for what you need, for privacy, physical space, whatever it may be. In my experience, you know a good boundary that you can stick to in your gut, right? Because When you think about a boundary, you may start with that, how you can control how other people behave around you, but then you know, oh, well, that boundary is never going to work because I can't actually control anyone around me. What you can control is setting a boundary about staying present for that behavior, right? So if, if your mom is always tearing you down at family dinners, she's always talking about your weight, your boundary instead of, you know, don't talk about my weight, right? Because that's telling her what to do is if you talk about my weight, I'm going to leave the room. If you continue to talk about my weight, I will not be attending family dinners, right? It's about what your action is going to be in response. It's all about controlling yourself and finding ways to bring yourself peace say no, protect your privacy, protect your physical space, protect your emotional energy. Those are boundaries for you. So finally, with this last question, let's really dig into what boundaries we might need to set. You know, what are things that we need to put up in our life? And I'm not talking about isolating or controlling or cutting everybody out, right? Um, Unless you have a really toxic uh, group around you, 
likely that's not the case, right? But these are things to protect our well-being, um, our time, our energy. So, you know, for example, maybe it's I need to move my body from 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. every day. And so I my boundary is that I'm not going to make any doctor's appointments for the kids. I'm not going to um, accept any meeting invites at that time. Your boundary is to protect that time, right? So consider boundaries like that. Consider emotional boundaries like we discussed about, you know, uh, negative talk that maybe your parents have, or maybe it's your spouse, or maybe, God, it could be anything. And so really think about those things that have wrenched you, made you really uncomfortable, triggered you, made you feel really awful this year. And then let's think about some boundaries that we can put in place to protect our peace and to keep from getting in those situations over and over again and having our joy, you know, stolen from us. We'll definitely need to spend a full episode on boundaries, right? It's complicated. It's a lot. It takes a lot of practice. It feels very scary and squirrely to tell someone that you love that they're doing something that you want them to stop doing. You know, sometimes it's hard to speak up for ourselves and boundaries are that, right? They're an act of self-respect. And so it can be really tough. So it does take a lot of practice, but really spend some time just thinking about one new boundary that would bring more peace into your life in the upcoming year right? As you fumble through your own, you'll find what brings peace and what actually isolates or make you prone to control or judgment of others. So watch that. Uh, The difference between a good boundary, good healthy boundary, and a bad one is if it's a boundary to control or in judgment of others, you probably need to tweak it a little bit. All right, so we've got those 10 questions. It would be great to sit down and do them all in one sitting, but it's a lot to think about. And so I would recommend chunking it up, you know, two questions at a time, maybe even just one question at a time, uh, 10 minutes at a time on your lunch break, as you head to bed, as you wake up, whatever works for you, take some time and really think about these questions. If you need to download the podcast, great. I'll also post these questions up on the Facebook page, the Appalachian Overlook Facebook page, um, so that you can go through them in your own time. So thanks for listening. I hope that as we head into the new year, we are happier, we're more joyful, we're more grateful, we're healthier, and we're doing the things for ourselves that uh, help us meet our goals and align with our values. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Appalachian Overlook here on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia. I'm so excited. Next episode, we are going to just have Sarah's holiday playlist, all the stuff I've been listening to. It's tough to get it all in uh, just one song at a time. So I'm going to do a full episode of a holiday playlist, uplifting, joyful stuff, but really cool, groovy stuff that you can listen to uh, during your holiday season. I hope you'll join me on that next episode of the Appalachian Overlook. Thanks for listening.